Nancy, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hello and welcome back to Ready for Close-Up. I'm here with Andy. Hello, Sam. Actually sitting next to me for once. We decided to record our podcast together. So today we're actually going to talk about the future of cinema in times of Corona, in times of streaming platforms, in times of cinemas closing down over the past few years. What is the future of cinema? And we're going to discuss that in our third episode. We'll also talk from an audience perspective. What are good cinemas? What are good concepts for cinemas? How can they be and stay successful to have a future? How will movies be released in the future? At the cinema? Only on streaming platforms? And do we have some recommendations for great movie theaters? Let me ask you first, when was the last time you went to the cinema? Last week, actually. I saw The Bad and the Beautiful, a movie from 1946 by Vincente Minelli with Lana Turner and Kirk Douglas at the film podium here in Zurich. And I went to see it because I thought I would want to... I want to see the movie, first of all, but I also want to support the film podium during... The COVID crisis, of course, we were not able to go to the cinema. So this was your first time back at the movies? It was, yes. And how did you enjoy it? It was nice. It was, I mean, it was a matinee. It was uh, at four o'clock in the afternoon and there were very few people there. But it was good to be back. It was a nice feeling. And the movie was also very good. So that helped. I haven't seen that many movies, like in a long time, even before the, the crisis. I think the last thing I saw was Bombshell, but otherwise actually I haven't been to the cinema in a, in a long time. The corona crisis certainly raised that question, what is the future and do cinemas still have a future in the face of Netflix and other streaming platforms and people now staying away from public places. So I was wondering during corona when you were watching movies, what did you discover during that time. I would say I was quite annoyed or devastated by the fact that movie theaters closed because it's something I really like to do and I do it quite regularly. So I would say I re usually would go once a week to, to a movie theater and not being able to do that I resorted to other options of course streaming and Netflix on one hand even though I would argue that Netflix probably doesn't offer the best movie selection if you're a little bit more interested in in older productions or more niche-er things. On the other hand, I subscribed already in the beginning of the year to Mubi, which is another streaming provider that offers a little bit more an art house selection of movies. It also has classics, documentaries. And the special thing about Mubi is that they, they have always a, a selection of 30 movies that they sh and every day a new one comes into the catalog and one gets out. So you have 30 days to watch a movie. Sometimes it can be quite an interesting choice of movies and other times it's more a mixed bag. So you don't really know what you get but the discoveries there are actually quite nice. I, I coped fine during that time. I received access to Apple TV over that time and I discovered quite a few things and now I can also record movies and documentaries and actually I recorded dozens of movies and documentaries that I've been meaning to watch for ages. Really excellent movies and documentaries. I discovered that many TV stations are now showing the movies in original 
original language as well. So there were a couple of good movies like Lincoln and Hidden Figures and Die Blechtrommel, but also mm. the Julie Andrews documentary that you recommended recently and then it made me watch Victor Victoria. So lots of great movies. But of course, we stayed home like everybody else and didn't go or couldn't go to the cinema. So I was wondering, you sound like you're someone who still appreciates going to the cinema and wants to support those local cinemas. So why are you a cinema person? Because I think you have a different access to the movies that you're watching. It's a different experience. Of course, you can argue that the screen is bigger and the, the sensoric experience is more profound. But I also think, and it's something I observed myself, that you're more focused when you're in a cinema and you're really going there consciously and you're sitting there for 90 minutes, two hours, and you watch this movie and you don't do anything else. Whereas I often feel at home, you watch a movie and at the same time you're also checking something on the phone or someone is texting or you, I don't know, you do other things. So I think really the movie theater enables you to really immerse yourself into a movie and enjoy it on a whole different level. What about you? Well, I guess I'm the same. When I want to see a movie on the big screen with like big sound, not, no distractions, I end up at the cinema. But what I've been thinking lately, whenever I went to the cinema, there would be some kind of disturbance to that. Mm. Either audience members that would chit-chat or eat their snacks loudly or I'd be kind of disappointed by the quality of either the theater itself, the sound quality, picture quality, sometimes even the comfort of the of seats, seats yes. where you notice that they haven't invested very much in renovating the cinema over the past few years. And then I was starting to ask myself, well, you know, is it really that enjoyable? Even though I love being immersed in darkness and really enjoy the movie in a very different way, like you said. But that kind of led me to that the question, so future of cinema. But then I went back a little bit in, in history and I was looking at the fact that cinemas were pronounced dead many times. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of when TV came along in the 1950s, then cinemas were pronounced dead and they reacted with color film and cinemascope and the first wave of 3D movies. And then video came along in the late 70s and the 80s and then they reacted with new Dolby sound systems and block Buster movies and again the second wave of 3D cinema like Jaws 3 or Friday the 13th 3D and then came DVD and, and Blu-ray and they reacted again funnily enough with a wave of new sound system and the third wave of 3D movies yes. famously with Avatar and now of course we have the streaming platforms and the great offer and the great quality they can offer to their viewers. So my question was, you know, what are they going to do now? They might release a few more Avatar movies, I think, in the next few years, but is that going to do it? And especially now after Corona happened, the social aspect of the cinema now is somewhat a problem. So what are the reasons that are left why people should go to the cinema in the future? I think that's a very interesting question. And I would add to what you just pointed out also in this historic view that I think now, even more than before, for the availability of content seems to be endless. So where, wherever you are, on whichever device, you can always watch a movie. And I think this is on one hand certainly a positive effect. I also would argue that thanks to these streaming devices, I also consume more movies because they're more easily available. But on the other hand, I would also argue that the experience of being in this dark room with a bunch of strangers and then watching a movie and this collective, I think you, you, 
you mentioned the the nuisances and the noises and the popcorn and the uncomfortable chairs, but I still think that this this movie magic, so to speak, only happens in a movie theater where you are with these strangers and this collective experience of enjoying a movie. And then also maybe you're entertained by it, you're thinking about something, you're... There is also this collective catharsis, I would say, that a movie can do, be it that people are laughing together or everyone is shocked or thrilled or they gasp in horror. I think these, these really strong emotions that only a collective movie audience can create that you will never ever have when you watch it alone at home on your laptop. I think this is something that I hope will continue moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's also something I put on my list, but you, you put it out there perfectly. Being with others and at the same time being alone in darkness, that's kind of the fascination, this double fascination of the cinema. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's more intense for you personally, with you know almost being you and the movie, but then at the same time around you there are these the reactions. And I think, I'm sure that's what directors and, and filmmakers in general also enjoy the most about putting their movies out that they have some kind of reaction and not just individual reactions with reviews and ratings but also hearing listening to how the audience reacts i also thought you know the social aspect of just going to a movie with someone even though i also go see movies on my own sometimes but just taking someone to a movie having shared that experience and there are always these life-changing movie experiences there have been those movies that were a life changer and i'm sure if i had seen them on tv i wouldn't have reacted that way yeah the, the, the emotions go much deeper in certain movie experiences in a movie theater they stay with you and i would agree that also this connection with someone you share the movie with happens to me sometimes that you're saying okay yeah we saw this movie together remember and it can be a positive or a negative experience so i think this is also something that is very connecting and a social aspect of movie going which should not be lost otherwise if you just watch it alone at home there is never this exchange also of thoughts or, or you can never discuss it immediately after you go out of the movie many many times it happened to me that you are with someone or a group of people in a movie and the movie is finished and everyone goes out people are also not able to react on it people are like oh, okay let's just the emotions are still too too strong or i didn't really is immediate effect and response you have which is very profound and very deep i would say that a movie can never have on a small screen absolutely and let's not forget about the possibility of going on a movie date what would the cinema be what would we be without it's, the cinema for that it's netflix and chill these days i guess <laughs> But it's yeah, never the same. It's never. never the same. However, despite all these advantages of the cinema, I often find myself, as I said before, in cinemas with, let's say, bad quality, with audience noises that one doesn't appreciate. There's kind of a lack of the movie experience and comfort, and sometimes also that the cinemas don't invest anymore in a better movie experience. And so I was wondering what concepts would cinemas have to develop and to attract more of an audience, both young and old. And do you have any successful examples? You mentioned Film Podium before. So what's a good cinema today? What does it have to offer? And do you have any examples that you can mention? I think we need to distinguish maybe a normal movie goer, whereas people maybe more like us go two, three times a month. I think there are different expectations also on what a movie theater needs to have. I mean, the main point I would say is there need to be good movies. I think these tentpole movie franchises are done by the big studios. Everything is planned years in advance and 
The expectations on these movies are huge in terms of revenue, but I think it says nothing about the quality. And of course people go and watch all these superhero movies, but at the same time, if a movie has great word of mouth publicity, it also becomes a hit. I think best example is probably Parasite in the beginning of the year, end of last year, which was a South Korean movie, which was fairly niche, I would say, in, in at least in, in European movie theaters and has become a massive success and was also rewarded at the Oscars. People will go to see a good movie if they hear or know or trust that the movie is good. What's the quality of the seats? What is the quality of the food they offer? What is the quality of the audio? These are also things that are important. And I think that there are also many movie theaters who try to go into that direction that they offer these luxurious seats and service at the seat and things like that. I think they also really need to work on this collective experience. And I also think that the events are also where people come together. I think this social aspect that we discussed this before is very important, where they do special screenings or they show a cult classic. Again, example film podium with the big Lebowski and everyone comes with bathrobes and things like that. or. There are other examples on, on Rocky Horror Picture Show or with sing-alongs where people are having this collective experience and I think that is something that will always draw people. I, I agree to a large extent. I think you know, without great movies you cannot have a successful cinema. But I also agree with the fact that cinemas need to offer something extra, you know, be it the quality of the cinemas or be it special events like a sing-along or a special screening or say, inviting someone, at least to reach a certain type of audience. Pretty sure if, if someone wants to see a particular movie they will just go wherever but I think if the quality of the cinema then is a letdown they will probably think well I could have seen that at my home. Sometimes even in better quality if I think of all the home cinema equipment and setup that many people have these days it's not an exception it's more often the rule. So I was thinking about cinemas that we have in our home cities. Bern has an astounding number of of cinemas that I think are kind of underrated. You can go to places like Rex or Cinemate or Lichtspiel, but also others like Reitschule or Kerlekino, where the experience is always personal and special because of the location or sometimes the extras that they offer, like a nice bar, for instance, or a restaurant that is part of the cinema where you can stay afterwards for a drink or for dinner. And I think despite Corona, those are the places that will survive because they offer a special selection of movies, not just the newest movies, but also a few old ones and retrospectives and summer programs. So they are much more atoned to their audience, an elderly audience, I would say, but they will have, I think, a faithful audience. I was wondering, is that the same in, in Zurich? I think so, yes. I think there are many, many movie theaters in Zurich. Also a little bit the, the more alternative ones, Riffraff or Cosmos. They also have restaurants. I think Cosmos is an example. They also have a, a restaurant there, they have a bookshop, a coffee place, they do discussions related to movies or unrelated. So I think it's, it's really a cultural place where people come and you have dinner first and then you go to the movie theater. This is certainly something that is a great cultural offer. But I also think that maybe more commercial movie theaters, I think the Kitag in Zurich has a few movie theaters that are really nice. I think the Metropole is, is a good one where they also did this Bond cinema, which was special in the way they showed all 
the Bond movies. So I think there are really these activities and events they're trying to, to lure customers in. I would agree what you say, that there needs to be potentially an add-on to go, but at the end I'm still convinced that the movie will still be the, the number one reason. Absolutely. If the movie sucks, then I don't think the experience is going to make that much of a difference. And I think we're also talking of like two different target groups, the ones who go to see the blockbuster movies who will need different uh, factors to be attracted to a cinema as opposed to a large number of people in places like Berlin Zurich that go to off cinemas and to retrospectives. So I think those are kind of two different types of, of audiences. And I think what also is important that, I mean, we shouldn't underestimate the price that many moviegoers would be like, okay, it's just at the end of the day too expensive to see a movie that I might or might not like. So I guess people are also more selective in what they're going to see at the movies. So it ends up being the sure bets like a Bond movie or, or a new Marvel output. So that also maybe makes it more difficult for art house movies or niche ones to attract a larger audience. And speaking of price, you know, if you look at, at Apple TV where you can get most of movie classics and, and new movies for four francs, five francs per movie, then of course you're thinking about this twice, whether you want to go see it at the cinema for three, four times the price. Maybe an interesting side note on Burn as well is that in terms of success, it's the off cinemas that flourish or have flourished over the past few years, whereas the large cinemas were all closed down. Mm -hmm. The Kita closed down all their movie theaters in the city to be able to build a suburban multiplex and I haven't been yet because it's it's a hassle for me to go there um, without a car and so for me that was really a, a big step in the negative direction but at the same time there's still a, a wide offer of other cinemas that show more than niche art house movie retrospective type of program. So we talked about James Bond last time and about No Time to Die that was postponed because of the corona crisis. Do you think the future of cinema will also mean that movies like Bond will come out through streaming? Or will there be kind of hybrid forms of movie releases, let's say, both at the same time? I think it's an interesting question because I guess Netflix is already in these waters for quite some years now and they have been releasing their movies in the movie theaters, but also on their streaming platform. For example, Roma or uh, Marriage Story or The Irishman from Martin Scorsese. So I think there is a possibility for this dual way. I'm more leaning towards the hardcore moviegoer side, but I think I'm, I'm of a dying breed there. And I think many would agree that it's, it's easier to have the movies on a streaming platform like Netflix. I guess this will be the future somehow, that maybe there will be a postponed distribution, so the first two weeks it's only in the movie theaters and then it's available on a streaming platform. I guess it's something that, that this COVID crisis potentially can accelerate because now I think studios are postponing and postponing their movies because the biggest markets are still closed. So there, there's also a lot of money involved that they're trying to save. And I guess it could be an option that they offer streaming of their blockbusters in the same time when they release it. But the question is also how would they get back the money then if you you would have to do it on a video on demand where the movie would cost potentially an equivalent of, <laughs> of, the, of the ticket. And I think that that's a possibility. I personally think they, they shouldn't. I, I still appreciate the fact that it's exclusive at the cinema for at least a few weeks, if not. But maybe people enjoy having that, that choice of 
being able to say, well, I want to see that on the big screen or I'm going to buy it on demand. You mentioned the Bond cinema before. I think the experience of seeing those movies that I know so well for the first time with an audience was just fantastic. I saw Goldfinger one night and this movie still works so well that people were, you know, cheering and laughing and it was really proof of the fact that seeing a movie at the cinema, even one that you already love, is something completely different. I also think that it's streaming has become more and more important also for the movie industry in itself. I think a few years ago also, let's say, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts, which gives away the, the Oscars, I think they were very reluctant in including Netflix pictures. And this is something that has changed over the last five years, I would say, where also movies from a streaming platform are considered for awards. So it also shows that streaming somehow has become more important. But at the same time, Time, it doesn't substitute for the experience. If you had to give any recommendations about cinemas, where to go, which ones to attend, or movies you absolutely have to see at a cinema, would you have any examples? Which cinemas? I would say go to any. And also in any city you might be wherever in Europe. I think this is something I always enjoy doing, being in a cinema in a foreign city, because there are still these really old school ones that have their own charm. And I think Every cinema is worth visiting, I would say. Uh, potentially more the, the nichier ones, but I think these days we don't have that many private-owned cinemas anymore. So independent, at least in Switzerland, I guess, really independent cinemas are a dying breed. Have a look out for, for any cinema, I would say. I'm going to be a little bit more patriotic in my answer. I think the independent cinemas are something you should go for. And I was mentioning Bern before, so I would recommend go and spend the weekend in Bern and mm -hmm. attend the off cinemas, you know, make your way down to a matinee at uh, Cinema Rex, which has a nice coffee bar. Then you could go to the old city and go to Kelle Kino, which is kind of the oldest independent cinema in Switzerland. Then you could go to Cinemat and have drinks or dinner. They also have a movie, summer movie festival coming up. And then one of my favorites is certainly Lichtspiel, also down in Marzilli, which is fantastic, not just for the movie program, but also they have the, all these old movie projectors and posters, mm. and so it's really full of memorabilia. You mentioned cinemas abroad. I'm not sure if you have favorites there as well, but I was immediately thinking of Castro Cinema mm. in San Francisco, or the Hockeschehof in Berlin, which has some fantastic ones, and also Cinema du Parc in Montreal. Like, there's always favorite cities that also associate with favorite movie theaters so I would definitely recommend whenever you travel look out for the independent alternative cinemas or just go see a, a movie whenever you're traveling so what's next for you what what is the next movie you will want to go see at the cinema well I think the releases are postponed and postponed so I think we're still in this in-between phase the movie theaters are open but they're showing the I think they're still showing Little Women I'm not sure but um, wow. <laughs> yes so I think they still have the old film roles from last year somewhere <laughs> lying around. It's not just a long movie, it's also a long-running movie. It's a long-running movie. I was looking forward, and this sounds very mainstreamy now, but I was looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984 mm -hmm. that I really wanted to see. Amazing trailer. The trailer is amazing, exactly. And it was actually postponed to August, but I think now they pushed it back to October again. So that's not going to happen. But uh, I guess I will go to my beloved film podium again and see another Kirk Douglas movie. Oh, wow. Can I tag along? Of course. What's, what's on this afternoon? They show Lust for Life, another Vincent 
Vicente Minelli movie. It's a biopic about Vincent van Gogh. Great, haven't seen that one. Do you want to go? Let's go. Let's go. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.